the Scandal Fan Podcast starts now. Hello, my gladiators. I'm Odia with the Scandal Podcast, and I have a tiny favor to ask of you guys. My fellow panelists and I would love to interact with you guys, not just on the podcast, but with our bonus content and our private Google Plus group. How you may ask, all you gladiators have to do is go to dramaqueensbooks.com slash support and show us your love with a 3 5 or $10 investment in our podcast. We appreciate you and would love the support. Dramaqueenbooks.com slash support now back to the show welcome 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 to scandal fan podcast i am jaha knight and the show is on dramaqueenbooks.com as always and if you want to join us in the after dark as ldia said that is dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support so today's episode was a great one and we had a good time talking about it. Katrina was out last week so we got to catch up with her about her thoughts on the episode and it was just she and I on this and then in the after dark Langston joined us and that was on fleek and we got to talk with all our gladiators before the show aired and started asking them where they were from. Y'all all chimed in. It was awesome. Y'all look I love the people that listen to this show. I love y'all. Y'all are phenomenal. You sit there with us. You bemoan with us. You throw your hands up with us. You get angry with us. We all have our varying moments of of love and hate and, and anger and sadness and just good stuff. And I appreciate y'all for showing up consistently every single week. So I try to do the same and be as consistent as y'all have been with the show for us being there. So yeah, we are normally starting at the, uh, look, look, it is how it is right now. If they ain't there, they ain't there. I'm doing the show. It starts at six. Like it's just, we're, we've, we've come into a new fruition, a new, uh, a maturing of self over here in the skin fan podcasts and we've been doing a good job and I appreciate y'all for hanging in there with us um, we are now offering some opportunities to our listeners that are only on our mailing list they're not paid you don't have to pay for anything the um, support is one thing the paid thing that's the support thing but in order to you know make our show well-rounded we would love to hear you on air with us so with this blab platform that we're on now and if you all have missed it we switched over to blab a few weeks ago and we're using that platform to record the show live and it has been great we get to talk back with y'all um you actually get to talk with each other in the actual comments and it's been great i i think that this Blab platform is everything next to Periscope. Periscope is for, you know, one-on-one, you you meet me, seeing me talking about that. But then Blab is such a different beast because it really is about the conversation that we're all having together is multiple people sitting there and hosting. And it's been great. I love it. So if you are looking for a an opportunity to connect with us, join us on Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blab.im. You can subscribe to us, Scandal podcast of course or you can you know look out for the link or you can just make it easy for yourself and join the mailing list and we send the link out every single week 
So that's about it. Um, that's all the housekeeping I had to give. Make sure you're sharing the show with a friend so that they can listen and enjoy and laugh and y'all can have something to talk about. If y'all hating, hating on me and Katrina or Langston because he's Shade Tree Jones or Eldia because, you know, she's doing scopes on a, a very not regular basis. But... <laughs> But if y'all can hate on us, y'all can laugh with us, y'all can make your favorite scandal podcast person, whatever that case, that thing is. And we could just all have a good time because we love, we love that. We love y'all. So thank y'all for being here. Here's the show. Welcome to the Scandal Fan Podcast. I am one of your hostesses. I am John Knight, and I am joined with Katrina Pavela, one of our other hostesses today. And if you want to find out the show notes, any of the in details of, of Scandal Podcast, go to dramaqueenbooks.com. All of the show notes are there. We usually have a transcribed scene there for the episode, and we share through Twitter and um, well, the show is on iTunes and YouTube and Stitcher, so it's everywhere. We record here and then we disseminate the show out. So if you can't find um, the video, it's usually on YouTube. So thank y'all for joining us. Katrina, talk to the people. Hi guys, um, I'm Katrina Favela. It's nice to be back this week. I was gone last week, but it was for a very good thing. Um, and yeah, I am at uh, katrinapavela.tumblr.com and I'm at number one feeling on Twitter. So, yeah. <laughs> so we are joined today with our illustrious Scandal Fan Podcast crew that is in the comments. So shout out to you all. Thank you all for joining us here. They're awesome. They've had yes. comments in here before I even got on. Like I was like... <laughs> y'all on here commenting before we even get off so let's start with the show let's talk about um the first scene did you all okay so when when Fitz was on the podium and he was making his his speech what was your what were your first thoughts I want y'all's first thoughts on when Fitz was making his speech on the podium my first thought yes when he was given he was setting the stage on because to me he set the stage he basically said this is what happened I'm sorry. This is how we moving on. The end. Like he just dropped the mic. It was pretty good. I thought it was well. Good. I thought three things. One, pretty. Two, um, this is typical Fitz. Um, owning up to his responsibility, being charming, um, earnest, and also segueing to moving on with the business of running America. And three, I thought. Olivia wrote that. <laughs> did you? Did you think? Yeah, so? I did. I said either she wrote it or she has something to do with it or what needed to be said. As she told Abby, um, or if Fitz didn't write it or she didn't write it, she had something to do with what was said in that speech. NYC Gal said that um, she felt like he was sincere, but he was making amends. That's what Fitz does, right? And this is one of this is this is one of the reasons why I always defend him, because unlike certain individuals in this show, Fitz actually will accept responsibility for his misdeeds, learns from them, tries to move on, or makes a, he has no problems like apologizing to people when an apology needs to be made, and he will stand in his wrongness and be wrong and ask for forgiveness. And I appreciate that about him. Like I can rock with people like that. What I can't stand 
are the people who refuse to acknowledge or accept any responsibility whatsoever for their actions, which is why I will never be here for Melody Grant and I will never be here for Jake Ballard. Mm. Oh, gosh. Okay. Even Cyrus. That's why like, I can forgive Cyrus because Cyrus will be like, yeah, I'm vindictive. Yeah, I'm shady. Yeah, I'm power, power hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm a political animal. He accepts himself. He knows himself. And he's like, this is who I am. And you know what you're getting. It's the bitches that want to act like, ah, like soft. I can't. <laughs> so Moretta says that her first thoughts were that that man is fine as hell. And Sweet Treats Forever says my, her first thoughts were, that's my bae. <laughs> so, well, know. that's why I told you my first thought was, ooh, pretty. Because I was oh, just looking God. at him. And um, all of her Bokelberg, Herr Bokelberg, I see you. Y'all, I see y'all with the behind the head camera shots. You know, we like that shit. We like to look at Fitz's hair, especially from behind that head of hair. So thank you very much, sir. I'm just going to leave that comment there <laughs> and I'm going to move on. Tula Rosebud said that she felt like he was saying, my marriage is none of your damn business. <laughs> In a much nicer way. But yeah. well, well, he's pivoting away from this personal stuff by saying, hey, you hired me to be the president. I'd really like the chance to go back and do that right now for you. So can we move away from my personal life and get back to the business? Congress has dropped it. Now, can you guys drop it too in the public and let's move on? Buckle down. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting scene to me because I thought that it was it was almost like coded language in a way. I was like, okay, well, he's basically telling y'all, hmm. So did you catch the look that Abby gave Liv when she realized that Olivia had something to do with Rowan's air quotes escape? Oh yeah, the way they were communicating um, over Fitz's shoulder, mm -hmm. uh, Abby looking at her. Yeah, their friendship, um, I was talking about this with uh, my little crew of three, which includes me. Um, um, we call ourselves ass because that's our uh, initials. But we've been talking about this friendship and about a number of things that are really coming to fruition this season, since season two uh, in this narrative. And that friendship is one of them. What, since Abby and Olivia have gotten over this bridge um, that happened earlier in the season with the, with the lie, Abby is starting to see, I think, that... Um, and come over to Liv's darker side in her darkness. And what I think is happening with Olivia is that she is stepping into her full self, embracing all of those shades, um, you know, uh, that that comes with her power uh, this season. <laughs> all right. So my my issue with the the looks was I love that Olivia was honest with her, but I am at at odds with the fact that she wasn't honest with Fitz. So I love the fact that she was like, look, you don't want me to lie to you. We're friends. Don't make me. <laughs> don't make me do it. And then when she gave her that heads up, like you, this is gonna be some shit that you just do not want to hear. And I'm in this. <laughs> yeah, like you don't, you don't want to play these games, girl. I got some stuff that's been going on. And if y'all love what we're saying, you can clap us up at the, the little bottom of the screen. And yeah, share, you can give us high five. Share the show with your friends. Bring a friend Fridays. That's what this is gonna be. Bring a friend, share a friend. Tell them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. 
we're here. But um, so yeah, I love that that she was honest enough to tell her that. But I still don't. I I know this whole thing with her not saying it to Fitz is gonna kind of blow up in her face. Can I? I can I say something about that because there's been so much conversation about this issue sure. over the last week, and I wasn't on the podcast last week. And when I first watched the episode last week, I wasn't in the greatest of mood because that moves because I was very sleep deprived um, from the the previous week. Like I'm just so thankful that I have made it through these last eight days, and I've had a stellar week of uh, accomplishments, but. I was tired and I was irritated as all get out. And when I rewatched the episode, I was like, hmm, I'm actually way less mad and I'm not really that mad at Olivia for lying for a number of reasons, but I still feel like she needs to tell Fitz or indicate to Fitz that she's in this somehow um, or that she's a part of or has something to do with Rowan getting out. But something inside me, I know it's going to kind of be a hot mess like um, next week, but I don't think it's breakup worthy. But her communication has always been a challenge. And this crosses the line between Olivia Pope, you know, sort of fixer and her larger goals and, you know, Olivia, the, the lover to the president. And so it's kind of all mixed up and her communication on the personal side is not good right now, but I'm not going to demonize her for it because she's not the only one who benefited off of this shit. And I'm so tired of people acting like exactly. ah, she's just being selfish. Like, hello, Melly benefited off of this. It's obviously exactly. off of this. Yes. America fucking benefits off of this because Congress was on some bullshit, some extortionate bullshit, wasting people's time. For those of you who aren't old enough to remember the Clinton impeachment trials and how they wasted hundreds of millions of dollars, dollars. Yep. And people's time and the public turned on um, Ken Starr and and um, what's his name? Newt Gingrich. That motherfucker lost his power as speaker over this shit because America was over it. So in some ways, this was also for America. So I can't be mad at her. Yeah, she's lying to her lover right now. She's going to have to figure that shit out. But sorry, I'm not going to demonize her over it. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree, wholeheartedly agree, because it wasn't something I and and I did this. I don't know if you watched the video in the after dark, but it got on my nerves because it was like, oh, so you turned down his proposal. It was a whole calamity. Of uh, I wish I was there. Look, look, I'm gonna just be real, and yes. and this is this is kind of scandal podcast after dark talk. It was a calamity of fucks last week with the the, okay. the conversation about the way that Olivia is this. She don't she'll be a mistress, but she doesn't want to be a wife. And I listened to another show, another podcast, and it wasn't even about scandal, but they brought up scandal and they were hating. And I'm like, just like y'all don't want nobody coming for Bay, don't come for scandal. Like I just I had it in my spirit, but I you know I'm just going to. I'm gonna have to check just, it out. That's how I felt. Um, so Jake's speech. Oh, I'm gonna read the comments. I'm sorry, y'all. I know y'all had some comments. Um, NYC gal and um Annie said that they love the toast. And they she also asked, wasn't it dark that Liv took the iron? The tie what was it? Wasn't it dark Liv that took a tire iron to Abby's ex? I don't That's know. That's damn that right. So Abby's ex's knees. <laughs> oh, I know what that means, but I didn't know what dark live is. Oh. oh, because I said her like embracing the dark parts of her 
for the good ah. of, you know, the goals that she wants to accomplish. She's had problems with that in the past, right? So all that lip quivering and crying and running off to islands and trying to fix that shit out of her. But what she needs to do is embrace it. And I feel like that's what she's on this season. That's where she's going. Because that's the only way to fully step into the power that is you is to embrace all of those contradictory parts of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You spoke a word right there, girl. That's, that's, I'm, I'm going to leave that. Sweet Trish never said, I sure did. Abby is like, no, you didn't. The hell live. And then Tula Rosebud said, maybe live is lying to Fitz in some ways because of deniability. But where, she's not going to have any denial. They literally have crafted a part. I'm going, let me go. I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> Annie, I see you. And yes, I raised this in the thing I wrote um, on Wednesday that I do think she's kind of afraid of his reaction and what it'll do. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes, we are. Jake's speech. Uh, Y'all already know how I feel about chicken mm. chicken Jake. But his speech, how much of it had a ring of truth to it? And how much of it rang hollow? Do you think it was influenced by him having drank too much wine? Or did you realize how the wine... Oh, go ahead. Ask, answer that question. Because then I'm going to go to the next Which one? Because I want to talk about the wine, his, too. His speech. His speech. Start, start with that. And okay. you all can answer those questions, too, in the comments. So. Uh -oh. Okay, so I said I'm going after dark. So all I'm going to say right now is as for his oh. speech, there was a portion of it that actually later reminds me of the point that Cyrus was trying to make to um, Olivia, but the tone was entirely different. And I felt like Jake had no right to accuse her of some of the things that he did, that he was completely out of line, especially since he was drunk. And this is not the first time that he showed up at her apartment drunk trying to he say something but this is worse because he's breaking and entering he entered her apartment sat there and waited for her in the dark um so there was and i think that the part the only part that i thought out of all of the mess that he said the 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 point i think he was trying to get at is just embrace these things about yourself you know he tried to denigrate the idea of the white hat and which is much more complicated than Olivia tried to make it out to be in season two and even like the end of season four. Like the white hat is not about being pristine. It's not about, you know, being clean. It's not about only being good. Um, it's about the good, the greater good and what has to happen in order um, for that to come to fruition. So the only thing that I will give to Jake in that scene is essentially him saying, yo, just accept um, who you are. Um, don't cry about it. Don't tremble about it. Like, this is you. But I just don't feel like he had the right to approach her in that way. And so many other things that happened in that scene were problematic. And I have, like, and I just, I'm sitting on it because not only do I want to go off on Jake, I want to go off on delusional Jake stands, especially that chick from Vulture. But I'm gonna save that shit for later. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, you made me laugh. I'm laughing too because I'm reading y'all's comments. Y'all are hilarious, and I think we have some of the best people, like fans of our of Scandal in in the world. Y'all are awesome. Um, Brown shades yes, from Antigua. 
So welcome to the show, um, Brown Shay. But uh, they were talking about Fitz's hair. They talking about style. LD is not even on here, but I'm going to go ahead and shout y'all out for that. They are still over here talking about Fitz's hair. So Fitz's hair was looking good, especially the other night is what Karen says. And then she talks about the fact that she's glad they got a better stylist for him this season. So we're going to talk for Cy this season. Uh, oh, his hair? <laughs> his hair plugs are much better. They must have cut yes. it down and molded a little bit because it looks so much good, so much better. Mm -hmm. Trini Melly says, oh, her name is Trini Melly. Trini Melly. Oh, Trini Melly, what's up? I uh, started talking to her on Twitter like a couple of days ago. Hey, girl. She yeah. says he looked incredible in that presser. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, of course, they're they're you know telling you to preach your gospel, Katrina. That's NYC gal and Moretta J. Um, Sweet Cheese Forever is also telling you to preach the word in the book of Katrina for Scanzo. Tula Rose is also asking you to preach the good word, and she says that the Clinton's business and um, that that was the Clinton's business, and this is Fitz's business. Absolutely. Um, Shane B. Yes, Cassandra, you know why I was upset last week. Shane B. and his shenanigans. Ugh. Oh, Lord. Shane was on the podcast. Shane was Ooh. doing the shenanigans. The most. I saw some of his mess in the Scandalisis and Scandalati um, thing because I joined that. I don't get to participate very much, but I saw some of it and I was like, that's Jesus, why we back. Then now you see why I come here. Like I'm like, oh, if you read the, if you watch the video from last week in the After Dark, you will absolutely positively see me go off because I was so pissed off. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Just over. <it. laughs> so Annie says, Katrina, she's asking a question. Do you think Liv is afraid of how Fitz will react, like what he did with Defiance? Yeah, I um actually I I raised that the the question kind of out loud in a thing I wrote. Um, on Wednesday about, you know, some of the bullshit statements that I'd seen, you know, crucifying Olivia for what she did in five to six. And I said, you know, in some ways, I think she is afraid of what divulging this to him would mean. She is in a really good place um, with him uh, that she believes, uh, you know, in her relationship. And she doesn't want anything to detrimentally impact that. But at the same time, there are things that she has to do to protect not just herself, but also the legacy that they have built. Like, and I really want people to understand that that's part of what was being shown in this episode is that Olivia and Fitz have a legacy. This is not just Fitz's legacy. And when she gets on him about shit, it is her legacy too, because without her, none of this shit would have happened. And so she has to protect it. So it's not just about him. She's in this and this has this presidency has value for her. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. She labored for this shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have more <laughs> NYC y'all say, yeah, Jaha did go off. Mm -hmm. Um and That's then she asked, why did they make him look like that? I don't know. Could you rephrase that point? for me, NYC gal? Because I don't know if that's the right question. Because I don't want to read something weird. Um, so Sweet Treats Forever says, who the hell is Jake to call out Liv that way and don't care what he was going through? He was just trying to get into her head. Loser, loser, loser. Incest person much. Dissing her for, uh, her wine. Okay, so the wine question. Let's talk about the wine thing. Yes. Did you realize <laughs> that with the wine, how they are showing the contrast, the big contrast between 
her between Olivia and Jake. And then the other question was, that was the question. So go ahead and answer that. Yeah, I literally said this, like um, I have a running WhatsApp conversation with um, Spectacles and Script. Like we talk about, we dissect the show every single week. And as a matter of fact, we keep coming back with new ideas and, and new revelations about um, episodes every week. And it's a fantastic conversation. I just said to her this morning, you notice again with the drinks, what the writers are doing, they're showing the incompatibility through these drinks and by contrast, compatibility between Olivia and Fitz. Olivia's been drinking scotch so much more now. She's completely in that world and, um, you know, sort of like bonded with Fitz in that way. And even like, because she's doing the work of Fitz as well, of president, she's, you know, straight up drinking scotch um, in the office too. But just as we saw in 502, Olivia, Jake brings Olivia a beer that she didn't want. And she kind of skinned her nose up she, at it. Right. She took it. <laughs> the thing is that people forget she already told him two seasons ago in 218 that she didn't like beer. She tried it at his apartment. She put it down then. He brings it to her again. She takes a sip. She makes a face. She puts it down. This episode, he breaks into her apartment. He drinks her wine. He's like, I don't know much about wine, but this is terrible. It's showing you that they would never work. So this fantasy land that these poor Lakers have built around this couple, I thought if this episode does not put nail a nail in the coffin, I don't know what will, but I'm sure I would see the kiss. She wiped it off. I was like, are you, she was scared of him. First of yeah, all, she was scared. He, he broke into her apartment. She didn't know what he was going to do. He was exactly. using threatening language and his body language to her was threatening. So yeah. I didn't like that. And I've been telling y'all, yelled I didn't, at her. I've been telling y'all, I didn't see it for Jake. This is the same dude that slammed her all across the room. Well, basically and choked her. Yeah. I, he's a, and he's a threatened her life. <laughs> Look, I'm not here for Jake. I've never been. I, if he wants to work at OPA, go right ahead, girl. You work under her. I get that. I'm not Damn, here for I'm a relationship. Anyway. Yeah. A relationship. Uh, Moretta J says Jake and his Gettysburgers ass needs to STF. <laughs> <laughs> um, Diara Kane says, oh my God, Jake. Bitch lick James dying tears and he's talking Thank about you. murders. <laughs> Word up, girl. Yes, he is a That's sick hilarious. individual. And Tula Rosebud, you we've been talking about this for forever. Olivia needs a steel door on the interior of her outside regular door because everybody breaks into her apartment. She really but it's not just need a new it's place. not just that. He had access to her her place before. Like he would have been one of the people that had access to her place before. If he had access or if he just broke in, I don't know. But remember, when she got all of those locks, she was actually still talking to him. That was before she was back with Fitz and all that. So I don't know how he got in. If he straight up just broke through all that shit or if he had some kind of access to her place since way too many people have access to her fucking place. Her whole team has access to um, her place. But yeah, I feel like, is she going to move or what? I don't want to see her let go of her only space, at least not right now, because I still feel like she, she she should have her own space um, uh, to go back to just for whatever and for security purposes. But the couch, the locks, something. 
needs to be done. You know it's deep when somebody unfriends someone because they say Jake is better for Liv because she couldn't be herself. Cause oh, cause she so cause she could be herself. Isaac Y said that she unfriended somebody. <laughs> Girl, oh yeah. That's Girl. real. That's real. It's real in these trenches. It's real. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I just got blocked by um, I found out uh, by that Phoebe Robinson chick who writes the recaps for Vultures. First of all, she's awful. Um, she fangirls way too much over Jake and disregards all kinds of shit about Olivia. Frankly, because too much Melly praise because she's mad that Olivia isn't with Jake. She blocked me because Yesterday, Vulture released an article about the good guys, and Jake was one of them. And so I tweeted at her. I was like, oh, do good guys, like, threaten the lives of women they claim to love and choke them, too? Oh, wait. Do good guys say, call the other guy that the girl is with the good guy and says about himself that he's not a good guy? And then today, I tweeted to her. I said, Oh, look, is he still a good guy now that he's done breaking and entering, <laughs> assault, intimidation, yeah. like, and talked about incest? What sexual assault. That. Verbal yeah, assault like, and sexual assault. Exactly. You, you kissed her. She yeah. didn't want to be kissed. You know she's with him, but yet you're still pressing up. Yeah. Do you not understand and how intimidating to her? No, that. the great part that I loved was when he could not decipher whether he loved Olivia or didn't love her anymore, or loved Elise or didn't love Elise anymore. I was like, "Sir, get yourself together!" Like it's just I've never seen Olivia say, "Jake, I love you." Never no, never, it. never. This, and it. this is what I don't understand about poor Lakers, right? That they will say things like they will say things like. Well, Olivia just, you know, she's just caught up on fits, but all she needs to do is just really open her eyes to the love that Jake is trying to give her. I mean, he actually listens to her and he respects her. He's been there for her and he can reach her in places that she didn't even know existed. These are the things they say. And I think, are you 15 years old or do you only date via the TV shows that you watch? Because what the fuck? that like conclusion have you reached with those thoughts by watching this relationship with this show. I don't need to tell you anything about how Jake and Olivia have progressed. All I need is season two, episode 14, to tell you that the very premise with which they started was a lie and this man was insinuating into her life. Therefore, nothing that they, they could never have anything because it's, it is immoral. And frankly, it boggles my fucking mind that people would rather support the immorality and the danger to this black woman um, that Jake represents all because they don't want to be here for adultery, right? The danger that she has literally faced through this man and the reinforcement of the fears that he has represented, that's been okay with them while actual love, because it's taking place with it with um, outside the context of marriage was not okay. Do you see how fucked up people's thinking is? I, I just, I cannot, like it genuinely like makes me mad. Well, just because you brought up the idea of danger, um, so they gave the Medal of Freedom to a rapist. Do you think that they vet anybody in the White House truly before they do shit like this? I mean, like, this is just like, 
I think this is like the second time they've literally had a mess up. Remember when old girl, no, the guy, he was supposed to have had uh, purchased sexual favors from a, you know, but it was his wife. Yeah, but it was his wife. Do they vet and find out any of this information before they actually start giving people medals and awards well, and appointing re- them to, to spaces? That- you have to remember, and the episode reveals this, that there was no evidence of this. Remember in this episode, um, the girl says that there no official charges have ever been brought forward. Like these women have not accused him in public, Absolutely. the schools have dismissed their their accusations because they found the the psychological effects of um, not being believed has impacted their work, or there have been other like complications that have like made these uh, rape uh, survivors held at a higher standard, which is what Olivia points out. You know, is a really wrong and fucked up thing. So there isn't anything on record. So any vetting that they would have gone through wouldn't have revealed anything. And with Patrick Keating, because it was, he didn't know that his name was on there and it was his wife. If um, Sharon, um, gotta forget her name, uh, the the DC madam kept all her records on, in analog on paper. So there was no digital trail of Patrick Keating uh, um, having any connection to prostitution. Literally, if Olivia wasn't involved, that would not have come to light, right? And the, the police, if they hadn't gotten those analog manuals, wouldn't have known. So yeah, they do vetting, but under the circumstances of both of those cases, there wasn't any like evidence that really existed against these men. Well, I don't feel like it was vetted because Lord knows it didn't take long for her to scratch the surface of it and for all the flicks to come out. That's like having dandruff on your scalp. You scratch it and you think, ooh, I'm itching. But then you start scratching it. All of the stuff start coming out your head. I'm just saying. Um, the NYC gal says she loves the way you think. Um, and uh, oh, Isaac Y says that rapist story was the other side of the power discussion. I absolutely agree. I love that. I thought that was a great idea. Um, It's the darker side of power. It's the darker side of it. Yeah. So see, now that you... And teamwork. And fucked up side of teamwork. (laughs) They even brought up the white hat. So we talk about the the light and the dark inside of of Scandal a lot. And I never attributed it to people as much as I do now. But everybody has a light and dark ratio of, of, you know, in their selves, inside of themselves. So I really was sitting there thinking, wow, you have to see how that balances for you. If you have too much yeah. dark, you got to pour in some light. Nobody is completely light. Nobody is completely dark. And we talked about that only in the context of scandal, but that's really life. No one's completely yeah. light and nobody's completely dark. You got to just figure it out for yourself as to what ratio you want. And when you feel like you're becoming too dark, you pour it a little bit of light in. So I absolutely loved the idea of him saying, you talk about this white hat. I'm sorry, I'm going back to that Jake rant, but we're going to have to talk about that in the after dark because I know I got so much to say about no, that. No, well, I, I I got a lot to say and I, I, and I have a lot of receipts to bring up about <laughs> Jake and the the past and things that he's done and said and actual facts on facts um, about things that he's accusing Olivia of in that scene that I feel he has no right um, to accuse her of. But in any case, about the light and the dark thing, um, I have this, um, um, this what well, I used to, this Israeli mentor, and I remember her talking about um, that 
within each person, um, there are these two wolves, right? Um, that, you know, one of them is good, one of them is uh, bad. I can't remember the terms that she used for it, but it's about the light and the dark thing. And she said, who we are at any given time depends on, you know, which of those wolves we're feeding inside of us. And it's, it's not a permanent state, right? That these things are dynamic and they're in flux and it depends on the context, the relationship, the situation, and what you're feeding and what you need um, in your life, which one of those things that you're going to reach more for, or if you're going to need to mix them together to achieve what you need to achieve. But yeah, I think this belief in good and bad is there's nonsense. There's no line. There's no no yeah. definite line. It's always contextual. Yeah. So yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I, I thought that was really good. Do you think Huck has a true reason to be afraid of Rowan reactivating B613? I think, well, I think Huck does have a legitimate, have has a right to have a legitimate fear. I mean, in some ways, his family is at stake. We don't know what's going on with that. If Jake is, um, has been with his family this whole time, was able to go back. But also, Rowan holds a power over all of these B613 guys and that he can activate them for his own needs. You know, we've seen him do that with Jake. Jake killed a busload of people um, for the sake of his family and because of uh, because of Rowan so that he could protect and be back with his family. He killed Sue because she was a threat. He killed um, Pete Foster in 304 because Rowan activated him to do that. So I do think he has a genuine fear. He has a right to be fearful about Rowan being out. Yeah. Travel Food Fun says that, yeah, he should be because Rowan makes him weak and his family could die. Um, and Lucinda Dave said, I think maybe Huck finally feels like he got his shit under control, but Rowan can come and mess it up. And then um, uh, how come Charlie walks around free and not controlled by Rowan is what NYC Gal says. Charlie is an opportunist. We talked about that a lot. <laughs> like yeah. He's not going to, he falls on the sign of coin. Okay. Uh, yeah, Isaac Weiss is he's not licking tears like Jake and uh, no. you know, he's not that kind. Um, Isaac Weiss says, Yep, a lot of parallel themes last night. Honestly, Isaac Weiss, they're always parallel themes and scandal. You oh, gotta look for them. It's an A story, a B story, a parallel, a, a quart. <laughs> they're always there's something and like a grand narrative, like yeah. for the yeah. for the season, and then things that always relate back to previous seasons. Man, I came up, I realized a nugget today and it was a doozy. What was it? Girl, do you remember from, uh, well, there are a number of things, but this one of them I'll share. You remember from 301 when Rowan says to Olivia, he is never in charge, power is in charge. Yep. Power got him elected. Olivia is power. It's Olivia. Olivia is power. And like that connected for me today after the episode. I was like, especially with her standing on that seal and everything and her sort of like stepping into her power. I was saying on Twitter, Olivia isn't power hungry. You know, Jake is bullshit because people who are power hungry don't have power and they thirst for it. That's who Melly is. She gave up what she had and she's been questing for this limited sense of power ever since. And she's always operating from black, right? That's why she's a victim. That's why she's a martyr. 
Olivia, if you look at who she is, has never sought power because she is power. Her challenge is embracing all of the different tools and the aspects of her power that make her her and make her different and unique from her parents. There are parts of both of her parents inside of her, but there's also a different and unique kind of Olivia Ness. And like I said, her challenge is taking all of those things and um, reconciling them inside herself. And let me just stop because I'm about to just go. I'm, I'm really feeling myself right now because <laughs> I have been writing about this shit and seeing it start to come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, come together. Like I want to kiss Shonda's ring and I just, I shouldn't do that right now. So I'm just, just going to have to. Well, you, you can kiss the ring and I'll be behind <laughs> you because I'm shorter and I'll be there to kiss the ring too. I got to wipe your lipstick off because I need fresh lips on the <laughs> ring. But- <laughs> But, you know, honestly, when you talk about that and the thought of because all of this, the reason the show is about Olivia is because everything it is her pushing everything. It's her pushing the pieces and you see Melly being power She's hungry, the center. but you also see um, what's her name? The the blonde that had sex with David, which was. Yeah. Oh, Ab- uh, oh, um, um, Liz. Liz oh, Lord, when we also get to power hungry. Ooh. Liz is also power hungry. So um, she always someone, talks about needing power. She needs she needs some yeah, power, right? Yeah. She always talks about that. She I guess she friend. thought she, she was going to get some power. power between her sugar thighs because she sure did give it up, David, in that office while poor little um, old Susan was sitting out there with with cookies and beer. I mean, fruit coolers, wine coolers. But that I is power, right? That's a I of thought. It. I thought that they were. Yeah, it is. It's sexual power and. That's a part of the the whole other thing to that whole OPA case. Did you think that she was not going to take that case? And if not, why? Because I thought at some point she wasn't, because it didn't seem like Olivia-esque to me when she walked up in there to vet this lady. It just didn't seem the same as what she, what she did with the other shows. I mean, with the other cases she's had. Um, I think, no, I think that the difference is, I think at first Olivia was a little bit um, weary and I actually, I call this back in, I think it may have been five, right after 502 when people were like, oh, how is this going to be different from 301 when her clients were leaving her left and right and da, da, da. I said, no, 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 here's the difference. She's come out with about this relationship and therefore there are going to be people that find OPA attractive because Olivia has the president's ear. She's president's girlfriend. And what happened? This girl went straight to her because she's the president's girlfriend. And at first Olivia thought, oh wait, you only want to approach me because of that. But the reason was she needed the president to know because the president just awarded this man with the medal of honor. And he would want to know that, hey, you gave this honor to a rapist. And of course that was Olivia's idea. That was sanctioned by Olivia to give that man the medal of honor so that's also she feels that that's something on her and she doesn't want to have done such a thing if it is true that this man has done these horrible things not only to this girl but to you know lots of other women and in her experience with the rape cases that she's done all of the cases of rape that she's dealt with on this show every single one of those men has done it to more than one woman from 103 with that kid when he did it to um, the friend of the girl who um, eventually killed herself and how her roommate tried to um, get him prosecuted for it. 
to the Ennis Martin case to obviously this. And I'm sure BJ raped other women too, other than Melly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, Ciara King says she's so scared of the B613 storyline coming back. Um, it gave her chills. That's how fearful she is of that storyline. She got her prayer circle <laughs> pulled together so she can, you know. And um, Brown Shea says, yes, Katrina, Olivia equals power. And NYC is, um, Gallus is, says, she says, yes, that's just all she says. Um, she said, that's deep and wow. Um, Travel Food Fun says, yes, I love the simple complexity of the parallels from the actions to the lines. It's amazing. And you know what, y'all? And I have to say, because our podcast is different from the other podcasts, and I honestly don't listen to all of them, but I have listened to them on occasion throughout the time we've been doing this show, because we've been doing this show for two years. I said four years on the on one of the episodes, but I meant to. We've been doing this show for two years, and it's been a while. Some podcasts have come and could go, and we've been here for a minute. But we do break down these episodes, ideas that come behind the show a little bit differently than the other shows. And not to say that their shows are bad, but when you're looking at a, a hobby fan, kind of like a hobby fan, somebody that watches the show. No, but I'm talking about like the the hobby the hobby fan. So when we are getting upset with people that aren't thinking that deeply, they're just thinking on the surface. They're not seeing all of the different layers of the show. They're just seeing, I watch the show, Olivia stupid, she make me sick. I'm out. That's what they're thinking. They don't take time to analyze why. And I I love that our show does that, and it does it because I love characters. So and then y'all also come to the to the show with that perspective as well. Um, we're readers. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we're reading this show. We're not exactly. just watching this show. We're reading. I was telling show. my students that today. Yeah, I did a, a lecture. Um, well, I I did three of them. It was the same lecture um, this week. Oh, three lectures and four seminars. Jesus, um, this mm-hmm. week about appointment TV fans and texts. And I explained to them that TV shows are texts um, in the way that films are, in the way that books are. You know, you can watch them or you can read them. And we're gonna talk about reading these things um, and how they become embedded in our psyche and, you know, sort of exactly. our lives. And yeah. that's the perspective that we're kind of coming from on this show. I'm not interested in really talking about most of the shows that I watch, though I do enjoy them and I find them entertaining. But if I don't find the characterizations compelling and the world that they're in compelling uh, enough, then, I mean, there's really nothing for me to talk about. And so Scandal for me is a novel and I have to get to the end. And I'm always thinking about previous chapters and new resonance occurs to me. This text, particularly because it is a series that is um, being unveiled and um, uh, with each season and each year, it is dynamic. So the back catalog is relevant. And sometimes there are some inconsistencies, but there's sometimes when the brilliance of the connections that they're able to make between like several seasons to a present moment boggles my mind. It's amazing. And I and you're saying from a reader, I'm looking at it more as a writer. So I'm coming from it from the perspective of how do I make my books? Because I love fiction. So how do I make my books 
have that kind of layer and seasoning and and oh this is the side dish this is the main dish oh you need to make sure that this goes with it and the wine has to go with the whole plate like that whole thing the whole idea of how the complexities are so like sweet treats forever you says that you said that you guys so mad at that peeps were saying what what people were saying about olivia hello power hungry for reals now saying you got it wrong i feel you on that because i got mad at, at um at at was his name Shane last week and we had that big thing in the after dark but the reality is when you think in a different way than most people and then you've been doing all these you know you've been doing these shows and we are literally looking for that while we're watching the show most people aren't even looking for that when they're watching the show they're just looking at the surface and what they would have done and what they what they think the character should do who they think is fine they might like a chicken breast like Jake or they might like <laughs> With his eyebrows on fleek, it's just uh, your <laughs> it's just your your preference. So when we're watching the show, we're looking at it from a different level. And our the reason I say that the people that listen to our show and that watch this show are the best is because y'all have a different perspective than most of the other fans that are watching those other um, review true. shows. So you have a different perspective because you've been listening to us and probably we're thinking some of the same things and you found a home with us where we're all thinking the same concepts together. It's like, did you think about the, the thing that was on the shade because it turned this way? Then you know what that meant. Like we're thinking about that shit. We're looking at clothes. Like when I started talking to Katrina, Body language. Yes. Walking, and she like was all saying, that stuff. You were saying, yeah, well, she wears the white. She's in this model. And I was like, and that was in this in the rewind series that I did. That was when we first started the show. And I was like, I, I need to have these people back on because I never saw any of that. Half the time I was watching Scandal in headphones, like listening to it while I'm working yeah. rather than watching. Oh, it. I love doing that. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so when you started talking about that and y'all started coming to the table with these ideas of perspective, I was like, I'm, I'm looking at the surface. I'm not even underneath the level. Wow. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm soiling it. I need to be underground. I need to dig a hole. So yeah. So the next question I have is about Jake being tasked with finding Papa Pope after he escaped from minimal security prison. Because I swear to goodness, that thing was horrible. Who do you think out of Jake? Because that, that, look, if your mom and them can walk in and bring you cookies and give you a hug, you ain't in maximum security prison. Prison. I don't even understand why they, they're making this such a big deal that he escaped from a prison where he literally could have went in the bathroom, changed his clothes, and walked out the door. They would have known him because that's how lax it looked. There were no people standing up with rifles trained on him. If you knew the level of killer you had in your midst, the level of security. Well, he wasn't in prison for that. Remember? I know, so I know, but I'm just why. saying, if you knew the level of killer you had in your midst, the security mm. should have matched it. So who do you think is going to end up with a bullet? I kind of think that, like Elise, Jake will end up with a bullet in his back and his chicken meat chest will be covered in some, you know, spaghetti sauce. But if not, Papa Pope will die. Who do you think out of the uh, the two does the show need more? <laughs> I, you know what? You know how much I can't stand on. But I will take his ass over Jake any day. But it would be glorious to me, and not just because I would do a praise dance for my rightness, if both of them would go out in a blaze of glory, because they are, as I kept saying, they are a narrative pair, right? They entered this narrative together, and their relevance 
have always remained to each other as suppressive kind of personalities for Olivia, always. Like they have never enabled any real growth in her except pushing her um, um, in directions she feared or directions she wasn't ready to kind of go. Um, I think that her father has actually been more helpful um, to her sense of identity and uh, owning her power than Jake has. Um, so Jake can really go for me. He really can. So Sweet Trees Forever asked, did y'all notice how Jake tried to throw Liv um, under the bus in the Oval asking Fitz, why do you think he escaped? Why now? Be gone. Oh, yeah. She says, be gone, loser. <laughs> Definitely. He's such a bitch-ass bitch um, in that scene. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if people noticed, but they decided to change the sequence of the scene where Jake is in her apartment because that actually happens after um, after the scene where Jake comes into the Oval, but they switched it around because Olivia was wearing that same jacket, which was very season two, episode 203-esque, and I loved it. The camel-colored, the belted camel-colored uh, one the scene when she was talking to Marcus and they were looking at the OPA wall, she had that jacket on. That was the jacket she was wearing when she went home and Jake was in her apartment. So it happened that night while she was working on the case, but they switched it and moved that scene up to earlier in the episode. Um, I guess they wanted it to happen before she saw him in the Oval, which was interesting. So um, yes, KP, every nuance is um, is important. One of the listeners said that. I totally um, think that, <sighs> okay, let me, let me go down because I wanna get the comments that are relevant to what we were just talking about. So um, that doesn't, that's not relevant. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get to what you're saying so we can go. Yeah, I wanna get to Susan and David and Liz and all of that. Oh yeah, because that's that's the one of the questions. <laughs> They're saying, uh, Sweet Lady says that they both should go. But see, this is the thing that we all need to realize too. There has to be a negative to combat the positive and the happiness. There has to be a dark Because there wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a good show if there wasn't, if there wasn't there. Um, so it has to have that in order to, so which one would you choose? If you had to choose Jake or if you had to choose Rowan, which would be the force that you would be fine with having on the show? Because you know, Jake already comes with the B613 narrative and so does Papa Pope. But which one would you prefer? Because like Jake is under the, it fits under the illusion that Jake is such some kind of loyalist or some kind of diehard for him. And I just think that Jake is staying close so he can still see if he has access to sugar thighs. And that's all he cares about, especially now that his wife that he loved again, off again, didn't love again, love, live again, don't love her, especially since that's over. I was excited for that. Now it's gone. Like I was like, yes, you got some sugar thighs that loves your chicken chest. Let's just go on with that. Then she did. I'm like, God damn it. Girl, you knew she was going back. I you knew, knew her ass was going back. Oh. <laughs> uh, so she, Trini Melly asked, do we know why Fitz still has on his ring? Is it the repentant optics? Oh, that's a good question. I think that's a really good question. I, that, I think that's a small part of it, but I also think that they haven't finalized the divorce. Like the papers have been signed, but they haven't decided how to announce it and when to announce it. I don't think doing so right on the heels of 
the Congress investigation being done and Fitz trying to win the public back would have necessarily been appropriate. That wasn't the right time if it has, you know, all gone through the, the courts and everything. So that's why I think he still has it on. I mean, we see that he has it on in the next episode, but I don't know if at some point in the episode it is uh, announced um, and he takes it off. But I think it's because they haven't announced it to the public yet why he still has the ring on. So we're about to go into the after dark. I'm going to read these comments here really quickly um, because they are relevant and they are good. The after dark link is um, dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support if you want to join the after dark. And you'll probably not get in tonight because I'm doing this show right here right now and I'll be doing the next show. So you'll get in before the next week, but you will see all of the episodes we've done in the after dark um, as long as you keep adherence with the rules but um so that's the link and then we want to talk about susan for a couple of seconds but i know we're going into the after dark so if you are a part of the after dark community you will be meeting us over there shortly i'm going to read some of these comments really quickly i'm not going to get to all of them i'm sorry y'all but i will try to read them in the after dark um so uh da -da -da -da. susan has a crush susan has a crush la 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 is what sweet treats forever so says cute. she does and he just had sex with somebody else quinn saying she hated the new normal made no sense since they have always been up in the white house business is what trini melly says absolutely isaac y agrees with hobby fans yes girl yes hobby fans let don't let them get y'all's pressure up i need y'all to stay alive let the hobby fans do their hobby thing and be like you just a hobby fan girl i'm, I'm right not just just leave them alone you know you're on a different level oh, just, i'm just... on a different level i i i yeah um so yeah. nyc gal says yeah you see the nuances in, in great perspective yes we do and i love that y'all are the best scandal podcast hands down yep i said it thank you so much forever thank you <laughs> <laughs> we should be able to give them high fives trini melly says, i know yeah. i'm giving high fives she said um scandal is too layered hand clap to sweet treats forever see yeah we should be able to give that's what cassandra said reading period is what isaac y said i thought i would choke when someone asked it what the hell in a troy reference meant glad i had a liberal arts education and understand and understand literary criticism um brown chase says i'm here for it y'all hands down the depth the layers the best podcast best host thank you we appreciate that um and then isaac y says yeah every layer but every nuance, every set is important. Y'all know I'd be stumbling over my words because I'd be trying to do this quickly. Quickly, uh, so they they're greeting each other. We're gonna skip past that. Right. Twenty-two message. Look, I done told y'all about putting all the messages at the end of the show. <laughs> y'all be y'all be sleeping like we gonna put another message in here. She gonna read this. And Tula Rosebud said Olivia was wearing black and gray last night for a reason. Absolutely, Tula. You mm -hmm. picked up on that. That's great. And um, Trini Melly says, oh no. When Jake has, when has Jake ever delivered any task Fitz has asked him? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, he just keep hiring Jake and Jake be doing the fuckboy stuff. Nobody got time for that. Um, Trini Melly he has no one else to do, the, you know, to, to do that behind the scenes, you know, dark shit for him. Trini, That's the only loser that he's saddled with. Trini Melly says Olivia needs to be the one to take Rowan out. I don't think so, because that would be traumatizing. Even though she did have the fake death with him last season, I think that would be really hard for her to come back from if she did murder her father. I just think so. I don't I don't see that not being the case. Even though Yeah, I don't think she needs to literally murder um, him, but she needs to handle him in her life. NYC. Like 
Yeah. NYC gal says neither of them. She don't want either of them here. Um, Trini Melly says, I think it's going to be a choice between Rowan and Fitz for her. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah, that that might, it might. You never know. It might. But yeah, but we know who she's going to choose. She's, 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 look, Fitz laying it down. He's throwing them brows on Look, she Olivia made, <laughs> Olivia put her entire fucking life on the line. Do people really think she's about to go back on this? I'm Do just, people not realize what she's just been through? I'm just saying, Fitz is putting them brows down and Olivia is on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and says they don't need Jake or Eli. Um, Lucinda Day says, can we also touch on the sadness that was Susan Ross waiting with her wine coolers? It was so sad. The wine coolers. Oh, it my was. God. It was sad. I felt bad for her. And Travel Food Fund says, hey, no, I got taken out the game. She asked, where did Russell go? He didn't die, nor did Charlie. They're always in the back scenes. We they don't know that he didn't die. Well, we that's don't know. True. That's true. We didn't see him die. We don't know. And Bright and Cassandra says, Jake stay throwing shade. She's absolutely right. He might as well get Langston's title to be the shade tree. And what? All right. So we are going into the after dark. We are leaving. So we love y'all. We are glad y'all are here. We appreciate y'all for being here. We will be here um, back next week at 6 p.m. Eastern. See, y'all wasn't ready for this show, was y'all? See, some philosophy, some praise, some good old scandal tea. It was awesome. We had a great time. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us on Friday of next week at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to watch us live. Thank you.